0: I want to continue our conversation on the markets and add in the global picture here. Jeffrey Kleintop is with us, Chief Global Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab. Thanks so much for being with us, Jeffrey. I always love your insight in the market. Wow, I mean, when we saw 1,200 points on the Dow, and you know, it just was monumental in that it was the worst selling day since 2020, but we made it through and we didn't have huge follow through. It just continues in this range of volatility that we've seen. What do you make of the action we've been seeing and why is it acting the way it is?
1: Well, uh, you know, I think the market's just disappointed that things aren't getting any better. In fact, they might be getting worse. If you can look at just one or two things to try and describe the environment that we're in, I think it's inflation, of course, and also the job market. Those are the two things that to me are always incredibly important in assessing how uh, markets are feeling, how the economy is doing, and it's applicable everywhere we look around the world. I produced a chart about a year ago in September of last year that just showed the unemployment rate minus. The inflation rate usually, when those uh, when those two converge to be the same number, meaning when you take one minus the other, you get to zero, it's trouble. It's it's a sign that the economy is overheating because inflation's rising and the unemployment rate's coming down. Here's a here's a, a a visual of this, and every single recession we've seen this gap close. But look where it is now. It's completely crossed over that line. This is an update of the chart that I tweeted a year ago, saying watch out for a recession in 2022. It is horrible, and it's just not getting much better. Uh, and Nicole, and that's why I think the market's just focused on this disappointing data when we get it on Friday around inflation, that things just aren't turning around yet.
0: Yeah, that's a great chart. I mean, it just screams the problems that we're having here with inflation and unemployment and, and that relationship. I mean, that's a really good chart. Uh, that being said now when we look at it really is a great chart Um, that being said I'm glad you brought that to us and I I remember you and I've been speaking from that time and you've been on point with everything from you know, when we had inventory issues to you predicting that the glut was coming. And that's exactly what happened for many of the retailers. So um, always looking forward. And that's why now at this point now, I mean, is 2023 going to be better? When does it get better? Because we see the Fed's going to be raising rates. No secret there.
1: Yeah, that's the right question. So to me, it, it all boils down to the pace of inflation, which not to overgeneralize, but I think comes down to one thing, and that's housing, the cost of housing, it makes up 40% of the CPI in the U.S. and a huge chunk of the CPI around the world. And it's not going down. It's going up even as home prices are now falling. The problem is there are very few countries that actually include home prices in their measurement of inflation. They've got a chart here. It's busy, but let me explain. Those, Those black dots are the percent of inflation that comes from housing. So pretty high generally. But what you can see here in these columns is that only that light blue area in those in those four countries, Australia, uh, Sweden, New Zealand, uh, where you can see that it's based on home prices. So as home prices come down, I expect inflation in those countries will be coming down very rapidly, allowing their central banks to stop hiking rates. But Elsewhere, where it's based on rental rates, they might have to continue to hike because here's what's happening: is that housing affordability is getting worse, rental rates are going higher, and that's causing uh, more inflation and the Fed hike again, which is worsening housing affordability and and you know furthering this spiral of higher inflation. And so I worry that there's this increasing difference between central banks in the U.S. and Europe and Japan versus those in, like I said, Australia, New Zealand, uh, uh, Sweden, and others that are using home prices, they'll be able to stop those rate hikes. Maybe those markets will begin to perform better. But in the rest of the world, we've got maybe plenty more rate hikes to come.
0: That was a great chart, too, because it really tells the story. Here at home, housing prices have already started to come down. And, you know, how much more can we cut out? It's honestly, I mean, I, I don't mean to make it so simplistic, but when you go on a diet and you've already cut out all the Kit Kats, But you're still not losing weight. What else? It's it's like, what else can I do? Right. And that's sort of where we are now at this point, because you already have housing coming down. You have gasoline falling for well over a month. I mean, almost two months now, um, where it's been more, I guess, more affordable than it was. But we still have inflation in food and and as you said, rent and things that people are doing travel, um, medical services and they can't become complacent. They have to fight inflation quickly, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, and so we can be optimistic in somewhat that we've seen commodity prices come down, goods prices are starting to fall. The latest CPI report showed things like cl- clothing is really not seeing much in the way of inflation the last couple of months, but rentals, right, which is what housing is, forty percent of it was up 0.8 for the month. Well, I annualize that, that's a double digit rate of rental inflation, of housing inflation. And again, at forty percent of CPI, there's just no sign of that slowing down anytime soon. So unfortunately, I'm afraid we're stuck in this negative loop, and that's why when we get data like that, and on the job market as well. Inflation and jobs, it's what the market's going to be focused on. Those are the days that are going to be very rough for the market.
0: So what are we missing here? I mean, I think the dollar is an important story to have the dollar at these elevated levels, 20-year highs against certain currencies. Um, That's problematic too, right?
1: Well, it can be, yeah. When the dollar goes up like this, it's a sign that the market is moving away from risk assets and financing growth and investment and moving into cash, essentially holding treasuries. And the consequences are that money is being pulled out of uh, ventures and and liquidity and the ability to borrow and finance inventory and all those types of things, and that just tightens the environment. And that can eventually lead to layoffs. It can eventually lead to weaker profits, certainly on a year-over-year basis as we get to the third-quarter earnings season, there's a lot of U.S. companies are going to be looking at very difficult comparisons to their sales from a year ago because now they're translating those gains overseas. Remember, 40% of the S&P 500 revenue comes from overseas. Those are now translating back into fewer and fewer dollars. So that's going to be an additional drag on top of the overall slowdown in the economy. So this could be a somewhat disappointing earnings season as we enter it just a few weeks away.
0: Yeah, Jeffrey Klein top. Thank you. Charles Schwab, appreciate it, Jeffrey. Thanks Thanks for having
1: me. Great to see you. And
0: I love when you circle back to some of those charts from last year. Thank you. Good to see you.